You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Welcome back to Over and Under. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast Friday. So this is Rambling Fridays. This is where I just get to spout off and talk about all kinds of things that I want to talk about. Not any in-depth studies or anything. You know, I really just want to emphasize too. Am I trying to sway you to think one way or the other? I guess in some ways I am, but the way that I'm doing it is I'm trying to provide you facts. And you've got every reason to be skeptical because everybody's got their own set of facts. I'm pretty old school. I don't believe there's two sets of facts. I believe there's truth, and truth does still mean something to me, and it's not subjective. Everybody doesn't have their own individual truths. So the world's still crazy since the last time we spoke, or I spoke to you. You know, do you remember when I did that thing on what was it called? Bullies, protected bullies in a woke culture. I really focused in on one story about a swimmer, a trans, a transsexual swimmer named Leah Thomas. Well, they just went to the NCAA, and I thought there might be some type of ruling, some type of restriction to protect those young women from that unfair competition. And Leah went there, and uh, knowing that she was going to be there, if they were not going to make any special provisions, those young ladies were cheated once again. And Leah, again, just absolutely smoked them, as to be expected. I was watching Laura Engel, and she had Jerry Chanteau on. She is a former division NCAA champion swimmer, I think 11-time All-American. But she said what she saw was nobody was really clapping when Leah won. They clapping picked up for the second place, and everybody that came afterwards I think is only to be expected. I don't understand why we're not standing up for uh, what's right in this matter still. Do those women not have rights? I mean, before Facebook invented 57 different ways to describe yourself sexually, biologically, sexual preference, sometimes even animally, you can, evidently these days, you can, if you feel like you're a different animal, you can be a different animal. Be careful what Pandora's box you open up. If the only requirement is, this is how I feel inside, don't be surprised how some people feel inside. There's a lot of mental people out there, and they need help. So there's no way, there's there's no end to the way that probably the human mind or person cannot express themselves or start feeling a certain way. And does that mean that the rest of society has to conform? And I just think that this uh, example of this swimmer in these competitions against these women, I mean, it has set women's rights back, at least in my mind, 100 years. Can you imagine if uh, back during the glorious Steinem days that the men who were really against uh, women starting to gain more rights and fight for their equal protections, could you imagine if they had to come up with this scam? Hey, we just got to get a couple of guys. Maybe, maybe they even have a special preference that way already. We just need to encourage them to start identifying as women and we'll just destroy them from within we'll we'll become one of them and that's that's basically what's happened here we don't even we have become so woke 
we don't even know the difference between a male and female, and that's pretty scary. Yeah, so if you if you didn't listen to the podcast, uh, Protected Bullies in a Woke Culture, I, go back and listen to it. You'll you'll get more filled in on this story. It's probably going to become even more prevalent. It's, it's starting to get more legs and being reported by more news outlets. I mean, after all, Leah is the best female swimmer possibly in the history of mankind or since we've been keeping up with how fast human beings can start swimming. She is the best woman ever about it anymore it it's it it really does bother me it aggravates me that we've become so stupid and how about jesse smollett why will he not just go away my god he's he's absolutely aggravating but you know it did bring it back up you know i looked into it a little bit more and it's just incredible how guilty he truly is and you know, they're suing him for like $130,000, $150,000 because of all the efforts that the police had to put in. Let me just point out to you that, you know, going over this stuff, you know, I don't know what to say. Maybe Jesse's uh, lawyer can make a case of it. We He was so obviously guilty. Why did you do such a thorough investigation? I mean, right from the very beginning, you were getting tipped off that something was not quite right. But this is the year 2022, and this did involve a black male. So let's let's just review what that was, what it was, because people have a short memory. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, how short is our memory? Well, some people are attributing our inflation to Putin. They they totally forgot about Biden's first year, first year and some months in office. So it, it might it might help us to go back over this Jesse Smollett thing. So what was alleged by Jesse anyway? Well, he left his apartment at approximately 2 a.m. during a polar vortex, left to get a tuna sub at Subway. While returning to his apartment, he was on the phone with his manager when the attack took place. They, they beat him up. They tried to lynch him by putting a noose around his neck. They poured bleach on him. Uh, he did fight back, and I guess he kicked their butts because he sent them running away. So he returns back to his apartment, and he calls the police. And you can watch when the police uh, enter his apartment. It's on YouTube. And so they enter the apartment. What's some of the things that they've noticed? Well, remember he went to Subway and he got a sandwich. Well, that sandwich not only was brought home, but was in pristine condition. Remember he said he was jumped on, attacked while he had the sandwich, I guess, he put a lot of value in that sandwich because he found a good place to store it up where it wouldn't get stuffed up, unwrapped, stepped on, or messed up. But that tuna fish sandwich was still in pristine condition. That was one of the things that they noticed. He was wearing the rope still around his neck 40 minutes later after the attack. They found that bizarre. You know, all these things coming back from the crime scene, they, they thought that was strange because usually people who are attacked like that, they can't get away from that scene quick enough. And so the scene is usually left like it was when he left it the police go there and attack it but jesse packs everything and brings everything back with him even to the point of wearing the noose still around his neck and let me just say something about that rope i can't tell i've seen pictures of it i looked at images of it i would not call it a rope i would call it cordage and uh the reason i say that it sure did not look like no clint eastwood hang them high noose it looked like something you might pull a blind on now sometimes you do lose scale uh, when you're looking at something on the internet, but I can tell you that was no thick rope. I would I would put it at about a quarter inch on the low end and, and no more than three eighths on the high end of the diameter of that rope. So 
I just don't, they, they were, if they were planning to lynch him, they really didn't put much thought into the, uh, the rope that they bought. So another thing that the uh, police found to be weird was that he alleged that he was on the phone with his manager at the time. The manager did, did back him up on that part of it. But when the police asked for the phones from the manager and Jesse, they refused to give it to him. And then uh, Smollett refused to give up DNA samples. He would not do a swab. I don't know if they were going to do DNA samples on the clothing or if he refused to do that. But, you know, you're starting to get a picture of, I don't think Mr. Smollett wants whoever committed this crime to be found out because it was fake. Uh, What I found weird also was that uh, Mr. Smollett asked the police officers to shut their body cams off. And I found that to be weird because... He went to great extent to make sure where the attack took place, and he rehearsed it with the brothers. He made sure there was a camera in the place, so he he wanted that to be caught. He wanted that to be filmed, and yet for some reason in this environment, which he has complete control of, it's his apartment, he asked the police officers to shut off all their recording equipment, whether it be verbal or their or their cameras, and they you can tell they're kind of, you can tell by the inflections of their voice. They're kind of surprised, and they're saying, are you sure? And, I'm, and you know, I don't know that I would have shut that off. Not in the year 2022. I am a police officer, and this is a black male. But maybe, maybe there's some type of law in Illinois. Maybe it's a law I don't know about where if you're in somebody's personal property, you're in their home, and they ask you to shut it off, you shut it off because they did comply after – They were very clear and caught it on their body cams that it was Mr. Smollett that asked them to shut it off, and they very politely got his permission to shut it off. Now, early on, some of of the Chicagoans, the couple things that really jumped out of them and started making them have questions immediately was that this took place during a polar vortex. There were sub-zero temperatures outside with the wind chill down as low as 40 degrees or it did happen during that vortex i don't know if it was specifically that night but they did report sub-zero temperatures there was nobody on the street so it was really kind of hard to get in your head that somebody with maga hats because that's what it was right they said that it was two white guys in a maga hat and they said uh this is maga country they called him uh, homophobic slurs racial slurs they also found that to be strange. I have to go back and check this check this out, but uh, they said something about the fact that Chicagoans only supported Trump by about twelve percent. So they they found it very odd that there were two white guys waiting out in a polar vortex to attack somebody. I mean, how would they even know if he was a uh, Trump supporter? You know, Trump did get record-breaking black support. It wasn't impressive, but he got he got more support from black males. Than any, than any other Republican president before him. Well, before probably Ab- well, they couldn't vote during Abraham Lincoln, could they? So yeah, he he got more black support than the Bushes. He got more black support than Romney did. So I mean, how did they know they were getting the black? And how did they know that he would be coming right there at that very time, two a.m. in the morning, when there was nobody uh, on the streets? I mean, that's that's just painful, even for criminals, thugs, and even uh, the deplorables of the Trumps, as we're sometimes referred to. So what was the prosecution able to show during the trial? Well, they were able to show Jesse driving around early in the day with the uh, Sundrio brothers, who were the two people who attacked him. Now, these these guys are from Nigeria. I wanted to 
catch something where they were speaking because I'm I've, I've heard Nigerian speaking it's very it's very unusual to say and so if they were yelling these racial slurs at him if, he, if they were telling hey this is MAGA country he would have recognized those voices he works with these guys he's got them small parts on the show Empire uh, he was shown partying with one of the brothers just a couple days prior to this event. And uh, they catch his car, his Mercedes, going around in the intersection five times. And it's right there where he's going to be attacked. And based on what the brothers are telling them, it's, it's like a mock rehearsal. They're just going over everything, what time it's going to be, uh, how it's going to be done. They're taking into consideration that there are cameras in the area, which... Unfortunately, it was pointed down another street, but it did catch images of the brothers as they were leaving, which left a little trail that the, the police could follow. It was really good police work. I mean, they just kind of kept tracking them until they kept finding them pop up at this store and pop up the store. I think it was a, uh, I can't remember if it was a Walmart or some kind of hardware, but then they actually get to see him get to see the brothers buying all these things that Jesse told them that they would be needing for the crime, the, the, the rope, the cordage, the, the bleach, and they, they got two MAGA hats on. So as they rehearsed it, they, they executed it. The brothers carried it out just like he had asked them to, and everything that they told the police was cooperative. It was Jesse's story that just did not ever add up from the beginning, even to this day. So, you know, one of the things that I kind of found strange myself was this. And actually, I think I would have paid more attention in investigating this aspect of the uh the, the Smule case was the actions of the state attorney general, Kim Fox. You know, she's talking to the Smule family and friends. Clearly, you don't do that at this stage of the uh, investigation, knowing that this is this is going to be a big deal. It's going to get a lot of media uh, An attorney and former first chief of staff for uh, Michelle Obama contacted Kim Fox and requested it be turned over to the FBI, which she did. She did make that request. Now, I couldn't find anything. What was this attorney's, what was her interest in all of this? Why did she contact Kim Fox and ask her to uh, intervene and, and try to get this over to the FBI? And it should be noted that the police chief had already made that request. Now, I can't see how Kim Fox would not have already known that the chief of police contacted the FBI and the FBI said that they were not interested possibly because they looked at the story themselves and thought to themselves that there's just nothing there and probably did not want to tie their resources up with it. So Kim does, uh, excuse me, Miss Fox does excuse herself by appointing a subordinate. And then the case just gets flatly dropped. It just gets dropped. A county judge, Michael Tooman, in a 21-page review of ir irregularities in her handling of the case, just rips Fox a new one. He notes the inappropriateness of the contact with the family and friends, which could show bias. He states that she ignored standard recusal procedures and that her appointment was to an entity that did not exist. So this is this is where I really find the most interest in this case, believe it or not. I mean, he Jesse evidently, on top of being a celebrity, you know, Jesse for himself, he's doing pretty good. I mean, he's got a, a I've heard it's a top rated show. I have never watched it myself. That's something else that came out, you know, just in hearing people talk. They're like, what MAGA supporter would even recognize him? It's not likely that they watch Empire. Now, I do 
like some uh, some of the black shows that are on uh, Netflix. I wish I could think of the one that I'm waiting right now to come back on because I'm so hooked on it. It's called Green Something. It's a it's like a uh, Pentecostal preacher and his family and all the drama that they get into. Some white church tries to take them over, and so there's just a lot of a lot of backstories going on. It's a, it's a very good show. I wish I could think of it. It's called Green Something, and it's just not coming up. I've been waiting so long for it to come back on. Like most shows that I really like, I end up waiting so long, I almost forget everything that happened up to that point. I have to go back and watch it just to refresh my memory. So although I did vote for Donald Trump, I have no problem watching a good produced black show, or so they're referred to. But I must say that's probably a pretty good observation by people that there's probably not too many Trump supporters or people who wear red MAGA hats that would even recognize them. And again, what in the world would they be doing hanging out on a, on a street with sub-zero temperature waiting for to get the person to show up that they're going to jump? And lo and behold, it's, it's Jesse. It, it, and, and it's obvious. It's because this is a planned attack. He called them. He let them know what time to be there, and they did. And so the next thing that we know, it gets tried. He's convicted. He only gets 150 days. I mean, Martha Stewart did, did at least that. He really gets off good because I think it's six counts of lying to the police, which I think he could have been charged with a whole lot more than just that. But with good time, he may have only done half of that. And I'll be daggone, he only does six days, and he gets appealed by his lawyer. And so he's back out. He did six days, and he's back out. And I don't even know what grounds it was that he was appealed on. But do you remember him going out of the court? He's saying, I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. If something happens to me in the name of God, somebody do an investigation. I did not kill myself. Jesse gives meaning to ain't worth killing. Honestly, I mean, the dude is, he's a sad case. And I think um, you'll have to go check this out. I think BLM still stands behind him, uh, as well as Maxine Waters. I don't think that Kamala Harris has ever apologized for stoking this false narrative of a racist attack on this, uh, this actor. And that's what he is. He's an actor. And he, I wonder if he ever cuts it off. I wonder if you will ever know who Jesse Smollett is truly is because I think he's always performing in front of the camera and off the camera. I can't figure out why his attorney continues to uh, stay on the case. It seems like she would say to him, hey, Jesse, do you just need to drop it? Let's get through this. Let's be done. That's very favorable because for each one of those counts, he could have done three years. He could have been sentenced to 18 years, and yet he only gets 150 days. So it's going to be amazing. And another thing I'd like to put to rest too, there's a lot of people in the media, I think even the state attorney, uh, knowing better, is pushing it out there that this is double jeopardy. Because she dropped that case and it never went to the courts, it was never adjudicated, he was never tried, it's not double jeopardy. It's only double jeopardy if you go through the case, you're found not guilty or acquitted, then it would be double jeopardy. This is not double jeopardy. This is truly justice at, at its best. So there you go. I think I've spent just about my whole rambling Friday on talking about Jesse Smollett, but that's the way I'm going to treat these Fridays. You know, if I just get up here and 
tell you all kinds of crazy stuff about my dog or what happened to me during the week. I'll do that. For some reason, I got off on Jesse. So Jesse has messed me up one more time. But I think it was worth talking about. I, I think it kind of ties into some of the things that we're talking about with the woke culture. You have to have a very woke culture to entertain crap like this, do you not? I'm going to say if that was a white person, those those cops would have been, been very comfortable and say, if it was me giving them a story like that, they'd be like, you know, Mr. Henderson, something right here is, is, is concerning to us. Something just simply doesn't make sense. Are you sure that you want to make these allegations? Because there's some serious matters at hand if uh, things do not shake out well. So, But they did not have that luxury. Because of the environment that we live into, they did a very extensive investigation. It cost uh, something like over 3,000 hours with uh, police officers, investigators, additional overtime. And just think about that. Think about how much, how many, how much resources were taking away from the communities that really needed them, chasing these, this, the, these, this crazy story down, trying to make sense of it. Uh, well, hey, think about this too. What if he had a sparked a race riot? What if Chicago once again is under attack, under siege? They're getting buildings burned. You're having businesses that are being looted. I mean, the possibilities that could have happened. Let's say that Jesse had it right and the camera catches this uh, attack and it looks good on the camera. It shoots all over across the world before police officers are able to do an investigation. Like typical, like the girls on The View, Hollywood. I mean, they were already jumping. All the politicians that are always looking to uh, get in there and make a more t- so often making a mountain out of a molehill. They were already taken to the TV and uh, demanding justice being done justice was done but it didn't come like they thought it would come came in the fact that mr Smollett was held accountable for for what he did but when you take into account what could have possibly happened to chicago when you start to think there could have been possibly people injured killed he's very fortunate that he only got 150 days i i'm sure i, I still think that those people that were trying to intervene for him at the very beginning we're still doing so even at this point because to only get 150 days, that seems to be so light. I understand these are class four felonies, and so I don't know what the extent of that is, but that's a felony. And when you take into consideration everything that he did, that's a very, very light sentence. I can't believe his attorney just didn't say, dude, that that's that's a good deal. That's a good day. Let's Let's call it a day. Let's Let's just go on and live with our life, and let's not let's not do any more uh, fake hate crimes. So, unfortunately, he's laid the groundwork for everything you don't do when you uh, have a fake hate crime. So, God forbid somebody else wants to do it. This would be a case study on everything not to do. Well, that's uh, 25 minutes that we're coming up on, and you've listened to me ramble. Let me let me go ahead and round it out and tell you, tell you a little bit of story because it was supposed to be rambling Friday. So I'll, let me share you one of my favorite stories I want to share with you, totally unrelated to Jesse Smola. He ain't worth it. Um, so here's my story to you. It's kind of like a parable, like an Aesop kind of thing. And the story goes like this. There was this little bird, and uh, he, he, he had a late departure for the south. The winter was coming down. He was up in the north. And he got a late start, and as he was flying, trying to make his way to the south, his wings became laden with ice, and so it caused him to be grounded. He just 
plummeted to the ground because his wings were just so heavy with ice. And there he was. I mean, he was sitting there. He was crying. He was thinking, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. I'm going to die in the middle of this cow field by myself. Why in the world did I not get an earlier start? It's, it's my fault. About that old time, the old cow comes out and just takes a crap right on top of him. And he's like, great, I'm right here in the middle of this field. And as if nothing worse could ever happen to me, this cow just takes a crap on me. Well, he realized after a little while that the warmth of the crap was starting to warm him internally. And he started thinking, you know, I'm going to live. I'm going to make it through this. And he starts singing out loud. He's so happy that he's going to subvert this uh, obvious end of his life. It's about that time that the old cat hears him singing. That old cat comes out, he cleans him off, and he eats him. So here's the moral of the story, people. Not everybody that craps on you is your enemy, and not everybody that gets you out is your friend. So keep that in mind as you deal in this crazy world that we uh, are dealing with. Think about it every time you're forced to go down one of these crazy rabbit holes of our woke community. And uh, I think I'm going to leave it there. Hope you enjoy it. I'm out like a scout. This is Ed Henderson. Till we see again, God bless and please take care of yourself. Be safe. And remember those people in in the Ukraine. Putin truly is a criminal. He should be held accountable for war crimes. But in the meantime, we do serve a, or at least I do, serve a wonderful God. And he sees everything that's going on. So, So for those that are believers, lift them up in your prayers and thoughts, okay? All right. I'll see you next time. Bye.